Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yeah. if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails, llama beans, collard greens, peachy king, veggie tails. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Where's Pod, where I'm scared. The podcast where. Actually, psst, Luke. Yeah, what? I heard that you're the co host of this podcast. You heard right. I heard you had to take a pause there to remember which podcast you were introducing. It's been a while since I did a podcast. <laughs> By which I mean it's been like two weeks. Wow, what a break. And Luke, I've also heard that we have a guest. What? I haven't heard that. Yeah, a guest called Kevin. Ah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, how's it going? That's going all right. Uh, different Kevin than who we've had on before. Yes. This is, this is a new Kevin. I'm the new guy. Uh, yeah, uh, you got in touch with me on VeggieTakes at gmail.com asking to guest, and I forgot to check the email for like a week, but I got back to you eventually, and then we talked back and forth for like a month until we finally got you on here. Oh, yeah. Welcome, I, welcome to the show. I mean, it's, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you've, you've heard the show, so you know that what's coming here is I'm going to very rudely ask you what the fuck's your deal with God. Oh, boy. Um... That's a big rabbit hole for me. Um, so I guess to start things off with that, um, both of my parents were raised as extremely right-wing conservative Christians, and they met each other in church. All right, all right. And um, so then I have two older brothers. No, no, I, have a, I have one older brother, and I have a twin and all of us were kind of raised, like, like primarily, almost exclusively in Christian communities. Okay. And my school and my church are like we're literally the same place from gotcha age five all the way until I was eighteen, graduating from high school. And I, I would say that I was pretty isolated from like people outside of those communities and like my parents actively discouraged me from like even talking to people that weren't Christians. Mm -hmm. So it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I almost feel as though I was like kind of brainwashed in a way just because, just because of that like intentional sheltering and just like complete isolation you know, from, from like any other worldviews pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that's unfortunately kind of common. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, it wasn't until like near the end of high school, I started kind of like getting involved with this, uh, this like anime, like, uh, convention community like locally mm-hmm. to me and making some friends there and I would say that that kind of started exposing me to more worldviews but like e- even before that I had met people like on the internet but like 
I, I, I wasn't really like open-minded because I wasn't really like, I guess taught that I should consider like other people's opinions and thoughts, you know? Right. But, um, after like I got into that community, I, I started really kind of like trying to understand things a little more mm-hmm. and started like kind of learning to empathize with people, which ironically Christianity doesn't really help teach people. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like you're one of the, the few people who can say that they got better with empathy due to anime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're really giving, like, your uh, old pastor a lot of cannon fodder here. You got corrupted <laughs> by anime. <laughs> this is some chick track shit. And, yeah, I think it was around when I was maybe, like, 18 or 19. I remember, like, specifically going into church, going into my weekly Sunday school class, and just sitting down and listening and thinking to myself... There's, there's no way that what this guy's telling me right now is right. Like, I, I specifically remember, like, how crazy what he like, what I had heard that day was. He, he was, mm. he was talking about, um, it was, he said that the word Bible is an anagram that actually stands oh. for, um, basic instructions before leaving Earth. Oh, I see. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've heard that one. He, and like, I, I, I just thought about that, and I was like, "It's not even an English word." Like, yeah. <laughs> like, where does that come from? Also, it's seven million words long. It's not very basic. Yeah, <laughs> a lot um, of it not explicit instructions. I will say, um, I'm very so- uh, sorry to interrupt because this is you know all very serious topics. Uh-huh. But you say chick truck. Uh, chick track and anime in the same sense <laughs> made me think of a chick track but for anime <laughs> now walk me like, through this one a little more it would be like our good friend kevin here uh-huh. uh, who we just met yes uh but it seemed very, very cool <laughs> uh, uh would be hanging around those anime conventions uh-huh and someone would go up to them and he's like, hey, have you heard about Goku? Oh, I see. <laughs> and they'd be like, Goku, who's that? You're and saying you, you want a Goku tract of, or a chick tract of like Goku on planet Namek saying this isn't even my final form and all of Frieza's minions being like, shut up, because they didn't believe his message. <laughs> it's, me, it's me saying that Evangelion is good and then people saying shut up. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, let, let's let's get back to what uh, to, to your story here, Kevin. So yeah, you, he was talking about basic instructions before leaving Earth, and yeah, that was just kind of like the moment that I started like really realizing that I need to think a little harder about the things that I hear there. And the more that I yeah. the more that I did that, the more like stuff, the more stuff like that that I started noticing, right? In general, and, and I, I also specifically remember that at one point. Like that, like I, I had told that uh, Sunday school teacher that I w- had been at an anime convention in the city, and <laughs> yeah. and he got like really concerned, and he was like, "Oh no, oh, are you are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm oh, fine. Boy. Why?" And he said, 
I, I've heard that that's where all the gays are. Ooh. And yeah. <laughs> Fun. I mean, not wrong, but. <laughs> <sighs> I do, mm, this is not relevant to the story you have told, but the curiosity is eating me from the inside out. I gotta know which anime corrupted you first. Oh, oh, like like what got me into anime? Yeah. Um, it was probably Pokemon. Heck yeah. And then after mm. that, I got like deep into Dragon Ball and like yeah. everything on Tsunami. Yeah, yeah. And then in like 2000. Four or five, uh, the Naruto bug bit me. Oh, dang. And <laughs> and then just everything shonen, and it was right. and, and then I'm just the rest was history. Yep, uh, that's ain't that just the way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so where would you say you're at with with religion stuff these days? Um, these days, well, I actually had a point where that. I, I wasn't like a hundred percent sure what I believed, like like whether I even really believed in God or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, more recently, that's kind of changed, I guess, because I've had some friends that have had some very like personal, intimate experiences, that, like with paranormal stuff, that kind of ended up like relating back to. Like, like, like the idea of spirituality and stuff like that. Huh. And that, I think that that has at least like cemented into my head, the, like the, the feeling that there, there is at least some kind of God, even if I don't claim to, to understand it. And even if it's not necessarily like the, the, the Christian God that I have been raised to believe it was, you know? Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I, like I don't typically judge people like like in terms of what the they may or may not believe. I I feel like religion is a very personal thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I like I try to respect people's beliefs, even if we don't agree or things like that. Yeah. And yeah, that ended up also kind of leading me back here, um, because just these kind of discussions about this always end up being like really interesting to listen to. Yeah. I, I like having them. <laughs> uh, and yeah, based on what you're saying about your childhood, I can very easily imagine how veggie tales slotted right in there. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mother actually, I, I think that she was a bigger kind of fan of it than I was. Mm-hmm. Like she just kind of got it because it was like a, cartoon that was also Christian that, that she could show her kids, but she got really into it as well. Yeah. And um, I think my mom bought all of the VHSs and then she ended up like buying most of the DVDs that were coming out, even like after the point that I had started kind of growing out of it and stopped watching it as much. Mm-hmm. So like we actually have a lot on DVD that I haven't even like necessarily watched right um, about how far did you get before falling off i think i started kind of tuning out around like 2003 or 4 but we have some like well past that as far as i am aware i gotcha um, one of the biggest ones that i remember was actually that jonah movie yeah 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 
and I actually like I think I still even have like my little movie ticket from it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I also like I I was particularly like super super into like the Larry Boy episodes when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I I I did not ever see the one we're talking about today, but I loved the the first Larry Boy one. I see. I, I definitely had I, a lot of memories came back with this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So is, is that kind of why you requested this episode? Just you, you were into the the Larry Boy yeah, of it yeah, all? Yeah, yeah. I just thought that yeah. I just thought that it would be like a relevant one for me to kind of end up talking about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, this week we are talking about it's not another clip show or repackaging of an episode we've already watched. We're finally into a new episode, and it's Larry Boy and the Rumor Weed. Lucky number 13. <laughs> uh, the YouTube uh, version of this I found for y'all did not have good audio, but I didn't no. check that until earlier today. I was like, oh, yep, that looks like the right running time. It's probably the real. Uh, but, you know, I, it was good enough for our purposes, I suppose. I actually, like, checked the YouTube upload and noticed the same thing about it. Yeah, it sounds like it was recorded into a microphone or something. It's very, like, echoey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, animated cartoons for children <laughs> for this one. Uh, but yeah, I guess let's let's rip on into it. Let's dive in. All right. Let's drown. Yeah, so right off the bat, like, so it's opening the same way as the first Larry Boy with, like, everyone leaving a movie theater. But immediately we're getting a little treat because there's a new vegetable friend in the background. We got, like, an onion guy. Yeah. Kind of looks like Bob's tomatoes got painted white. Yeah. Uh, There's, like, a lot more unique vegetables in the crowds in this one. There's also a point where that it shows these, like, street signs and it says that they're off of Vischer and, and Naraki Street. Oh, wow, I missed that one. <laughs> Great. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of starting the same way with, like, two little P-boys coming out of the movie theater talking about the movie they saw, and then they get jumped by a burglar. And there's even a bit of, like, what? Uh, didn't something happen here before? That weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we saw aliens, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, one of the shallots comes out, he's all dressed up like a mugger, and he's like, I want your milk money. There's a lot of back and forth about, like, I want your $1.28 of milk money, kid. Uh, yeah, and lo- yeah, it's- I've, been, I've been tracking you down, watching you. <laughs> right. Well, I think we eventually learned this guy's name is the Milk Money Bandit. Yeah. They also say that they were, like, looking for him... For, like, months. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Which... he's been stealing single dollars from children. I mean, that is a pretty fucked up crime to do. <laughs> it is. But also, like, at, when after he steals it, he just goes, hope you enjoy water with your lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, I don't like milk that much right. for this to be a... <laughs> yeah. A problem. <laughs> Uh, but he, like, climbs up a roof to get away and runs right into Larry Boy, who, like, does something for the first time ever. The thing that, <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most was that he, he didn't have any idea who Larry Boy was at all, despite that he seems to be, like, very well-known in their, like, city. 
Oh yeah, it's true. It's because they're doing a Batman. Uh, yeah, yeah, like even more so yeah. than the original Larry Boy. This is very like he's confronting him on a rooftop and like hanging him upside down to intimidate him and shake the lunch money out of him. Yeah, like so the who are you? Just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I'm Larry Boy. <laughs> Uh, that's not a good Larry impression at all. <laughs> not even it, close. The, the thing about it is that it was, like, close enough where it's not like, oh, you're just not going for it. Right. But, like, yeah, but not close enough to, like, oh, you just really... Yeah. Well, you definitely swung for the fences and missed. Larry's voice is just, like, Mike Naraki's voice, but it's pitched up, and he kind of does a little bit of, like, lets his voice crack when he talks. That's all it is, so you can't really do an impression of it. Uh, but yeah, he, like, dumps the Milk Money Bandit in the back of a cop car and stands up dramatically on a rooftop. Also, whenever he's, like, dumping the money out of the guy's pockets, like, like you can see them fall to the ground, and there's a little, like... Oh, like, like a little texture that, that that's, like, a Mr. Nezer coin on them. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I had to like pause it just to make sure. Yeah. Again, so many weird Easter eggs in this fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just moderately talented animators that are kind of bored. <laughs> Honestly, there's some points in this that, like, rewatching it now, I was kind of impressed in terms of like the amount of detail that they were putting in, like, some of like the skies and even just the textures themselves. Yeah, it's funny, because there's moments that look really good, but then especially with episodes like this, where they're, they have to have, like, a big, sprawling city, there's moments where it's like, oh, you could not afford to do this right. You did your best, but you did not have the time or money. Yeah, it's a little, like, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Got healthy, you tried. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Larry is just, uh, you know, posing epically against the night sky. He's talking with uh, Alfred through his, like, computer or whatever. He knocks yeah, we over... we mentioned this last time, but it is just weird that his name is just Alfred. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, parody or anything. They could have just called him Archibald. Like, that's already close. It is, honestly. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, Larry knocks a potted plant off of the roof, and it lands on an electrical wire... Something about this scene is weird. Like, it's almost animated to look more stop-motion-y. Like, you're seeing a woman on the telephone behind, like, a oh, curtain. Oh, yeah. And She's like, animated like she is a, like, cutout. And I, maybe it's just more, you know, because it's, it's Batman. Maybe this is just supposed to be more, like, Tim Burton-y stuff. This one shot looks like it's from a Tim Burton movie. Yes. It's weird. Uh, and then, yeah, the electrified plant falls through a sewer grate... Uh, where I guess it reacts with the, you know, sewage. Which, mmm, the presence of sewers does once again lead me to the question of what these vegetables shit. My in my interpretation was actually that whenever it was on the, like, the line and I'm, like, getting, like, shocked. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah with the electricity. My interpretation was that it was transmuted into a plant vegetable homunculus of the woman that was on the phone. Right, that's why it's a rumor weed, because it was picking up her talk on the phone. I did not pick up on that subtle subtext. <laughs> Clearly, yes. Big Idea Productions are uh, more clever storytellers than I. But yeah, that that is absolutely what the deal is. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but yes, the vegetables do indeed shit something. Yeah, because they had to build a sewer! <laughs> Although 
we see that sewer later, it's very clean. I, hmm, I don't know what to make of that. Let's move on. <laughs> Some, and Miss Madame Blueberry did buy... Frenchie bought toilet paper. Yeah. I don't want to think about this. There, there was one scene in this episode where that Larry like sits down on a couch and like the, and like the cucumber texture on, on on like his little like stub that he walks on almost looks like a butthole. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah. yeah. I mean bottom. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, Larry is uh, like, oh, I'll bet no more aliens are going to come down because they'll know I'll kick their butts. And then it, it zooms down to where the the plant comes to life in the sewer and smiles a toothy grin. And we get the, the title card, Larry Boy and the Rumor Weed. That shot where that it smiles is like one of the most uncanny valley things I have seen in a long time. Yeah, the rumor weed does not look like it is uh, rendered in the same style as anything else in the VeggieTales world. It looks so strange. Yeah, like, it just, something about it looks so uncomfortable. Like, its textures are different. It, like, is way more articulated than anything else. So you see a lot more, like, like uh, points on its, like, polygonal roots and stuff. It's so weird. And then I, I feel like they left those teeth out of, like, the model used in all of the other shots because they know how, like, terrifying that it looked. Yeah, yeah. There is a... Mm, man, now I am just thinking about that plant growing teeth. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, I, I was gonna... I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Is that in... Somewhere between being electrocuted and... That's what it found in the sewer, in teeth. <laughs> it just found a pile of teeth and shoved them into its mouth? Yeah. I hate this! <laughs> I'm crying. Luke, you, you love teeth, though. No, I don't. I hate them. Anyway, uh, yeah, we get the same Larry Boy song. I guess, it's, you know, that's his theme song now. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Archibald... Because uh, this is not an episode of VeggieTales. No, it's an episode of Larry Boy. Yeah. Uh, there's no VeggieTales framing at all in it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Alfred is at a kindergarten. Uh, I guess it's like career day or something. I didn't pay attention to what he was there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I he's like was, there. Yeah. Usually I feel like career day is the parents of the kids come in. Yeah, but you know, he's volunteering. <laughs> Yeah. I do like the little... You know what? Maybe it is a bring your parents thing, because there is a little baby cucumber back there. Yeah, I was wondering, like, did they... Because it's just the Larry model, because it's a cucumber. <laughs> right, just scaled down with some glasses on it. Yeah. Yeah. And for a second, I was like, wait, is, like, Larry a kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Larry exclusively wears, uh, uh... Oh my god, uh... Holy shit, well, who's Batman in the Tim Burton movies? I can't think of his freaking name. Adam West. No! <laughs> oh. Adam Sandler. The, the guy in Birdman. The bad guy in Spider-Man. You Michael know who Keaton. I mean, he's a famous actor. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Thank you! I said it, and then you still yelled at me. Oh, I didn't hear it. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway... Larry just exclusively wears Michael Keaton turtlenecks this whole time, which I kind of like. Uh, Alfred gives his whole little spiel and then mentions that he needs to go home and recharge his batteries. 
And uh, I shot up like a bolt because this next bit is just... I was going to accuse VeggieTales of ripping off Spongebob, but the timeline works out that the opposite happened. (laughs) Because it's literally uh, Junior Asparagus walking home and goes, What did he mean when he said he had to recharge? What if he's a robot? A robot. Like, almost line for line, that Spongebob episode where he thinks Mr. Krabs is a robot. I looked it up. I actually would not have guessed that that came out, like, before... Yeah, because this was 99, and Spon- that episode of Spongebob was 2002. Yeah. They just had uh, VeggieTales playing in, like, a TV in the writer's room at some point, and just seeped into their consciousness. Yeah, I I wonder if someone on Spongebob saw that and was like, that's a really dumb thing to think. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's make Spongebob think it. Uh, the Sponge- uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. The Spongebob episode about this same idea is better. Honestly, it Weird. is. <laughs> but yeah, Junior, uh, thinks that Alfred might be a robot, and, um, wow, I- what's- what's the character's name? Lucy? Lucy. <clears throat> Lucy, okay. Uh, she- she's there with him, and they're kind of talking like, okay, may- I mean, maybe. We better not tell anyone about this, though. And that's when the rumor weed shows up. Which she... She, because... Yeah. <laughs> they've gendered the weed. <laughs> well, and, and on one hand, it's like, oh, wow, it's a living weed. But she immediately points out, like, yeah, everyone in this town is talking plants. I'm not that weird. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Fair point. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> uh, she's got, like, a weird, like, blonde wig on and like sunglasses and like real big puffy lips with lipstick yeah which also don't like yeah (laughs) she has lost the teeth yeah that's true she put her you know what she uh sanded those teeth down into spheres for her pearl necklace she heard someone say pearly rice and just decided (laughs) to go with them Like, she gets them to, uh, like, talk about, like, what they were thinking with, oh, is is Alfred a robot? And she's like, whoa, wow, that's nuts. Anyway, I won't tell anyone because I'm not a fucking tell of, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not like you idiots. I'm just going to keep this to myself. Don't you worry. She, she was like, I can't, she, she was like, I'm a weed. I'm stuck here. I can't move. Who am I going to tell? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then the camera iris is out on her lips, which I don't care for. <laughs> just, just like the uh, the editor giving a little kiss. <laughs> uh, and then we we get a little bit of yeah, the rumor weed growing throughout the town. She appears in a little pea's backyard and is like, "Hey, Alfred's a robot." And the pea's like, "Oh no, aren't robots dangerous?" And she's like, "Whoa, wow, I didn't know that part. Dang." <laughs> Yeah, he's a dangerous robot. Yeah. Uh, And then an iris is out on the P, and that's cute. I like that part. Because it, like, stops when the iris is the size of the P, and the P is just lost in a void of darkness. (laughs) And he's gone forever. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Nezer and a carrot man are having a barbecue. That hmm. hasn't gotten less existentially troubling. It keeps happening, but it doesn't get better. Do you think they grill vegetables? I mean, I'm looking at him grilling a steak and a hot dog. 
I guess, you know, maybe everybody had a water buffalo, but no more. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the weed shows up to them, and you'd think, oh, well, surely these grown men won't fall for this stupid plant's nonsense, but they do. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. The thing that, like, surprised me the most is the fact that... Like the adults in this all seem as stupid as the kids, other than yeah. Junior's dad. dad is the only like reasonable, level-headed person in the entire town, and that's because, or in the entire show, really, pretty much, uh, except for maybe Bob sometimes, but he flies off the handle a lot. Yeah, well, and, and kind of Junior's mom, except she's shown up for about fifteen total seconds of screen time. Yeah, she's about has about as much screen time as Rosen's. The Rise of the Skywalker. Ba-boom! Wow. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> part, part of that, like, like my brain wants me to believe is because a lot of the VeggieTales creators are predominantly male conservative yeah. Christians. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, it comes down to, like, one of the core lessons of VeggieTales is listen to your dad, which, like... On one level, is not a horrible thing for a kid show to teach. Like, oh, hey, you can go to your dad with your problems, and he'll give you good advice. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they, uh, everyone's yeah, falling like, for this dang al- rumor we all He always has to show... He always has to show up to explain the plot of the... The moral of the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also, Luke, I am a child, and I did laugh every time they said weed. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Good. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you could be brought some joy. (laughs) Uh, Larry and... Go ahead. Listen, sometimes you just need a little something. (laughs) Larry and Alfred are gardening. Someone worked really hard on rendering this flower's petals blowing in the wind. It was probably, like, the best-looking thing in the entire episode. Yeah, it's a weirdly good shot compared to everything else. Uh, And then Alfred walks away, and Larry looks back at the flower. And I do like the scene of the rumor weed just strangling the flower with its hands. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? (laughs) Yeah, hey, fuck your flower. I'm here now. I also love that the rumor weed cannot spread rumors to Larry because he is too busy talking. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to tell Larry about Alfred being a robot, and uh, he's just like, oh yeah, Alfred, let me tell you, he's gonna be real mad that you fucked up his flower, I'm gonna go tell on you, goodbye. Uh, Larry's basically wearing a small sock. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, the mayor has called the Larry Boy residence, uh, because of weeds popping up all over town. Uh, and the mayor is Madame Blueberry. Yeah, yeah. Mayor Blueberry. Yes, now. yes. Madame Mayor. Mm. Uh, she's mentions that the weed is, like, saying a whole bunch of weird shit about Alfred, but she doesn't believe it yet. 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 I did notice that, actually. Yeah. Uh, so they're. Her main complaint at this point is that no one can kill these weeds and they're going to ruin everyone's property values. And Larry Boy needs to do something. Uh, I do like the joke here. (laughs) I do like the joke here that, like, he's like, why didn't you just use the the Larry signal? 
Well, it's daytime, so you can't see it. No, yeah, that. <laughs> All right, that checks out. Uh. Oh yeah, and then we get the musical number of this one. The I, I thought you know, we usually say the villain musical number is pretty good. I yeah. thought this was pretty weak. Yeah, I wasn't as big on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kevin, this is uh, you liked this one a lot uh, as a kid. How did how did you feel about it? It kind of almost just felt like a stereotypical like like evil song from from the McGun, you know, like yeah, yeah. It 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 feels like they're trying to recapture lightning in a bottle a little bit, and I don't know. It just I don't know. They're they're not hitting it for me. There is a really disconcerting part where the weed crawls towards the camera. Yeah, that oh, does yeah, happen, that, huh? That was some like <laughs> cryptid shit. <laughs> Uh, like, every verse, the weed gets interrupted by Larry Boy trying to murder it. Uh, but it just, like, breaks everything he tries to use on it. He takes, like, a weed whacker to it. He takes uh, hedge trimmers, and it just won't break. Like, it breaks the hedge trimmers when he tries to cut it. They, like, really built the weed up as this, like, big, powerful, formidable foe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit like its mouth, which we've talked about how bad it is. It's very clearly like modeled on uh, Little Shop of Horrors, mm-hmm. like that—that's what they're borrowing from for its design. Man, that's a good movie. Yeah, fucking Steve Martin song, really great. Oh hell yeah, that Steve Martin song rules. Uh, at some point, Larry like has to just lean down and like stick his plunger ear on the weed to like scan it, and it grabs his ear and like yells a song verse into it. Oh, there's uh-huh. that scene of her crawling to the camera. <laughs> Weird. <sighs> but yeah, uh, the the rumor weed seems indestructible. What can they do? Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so Larry goes back to the Larry Cave. Yes. And we get some fun uh, science facts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the, the rumor weed does not photosynthesize. Yeah, and there's a joke about how Larry's like, oh, why would we care about it taking photos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Archibald kind of explains what photosynthesis is for the kids. And then uh, explains the rumor weed doesn't do that. It's getting its energy from something else. Oh. I like how every villain so far in Larry Boy is just like, yeah, it just grows power from people lying. Talking, from people talking shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think Archibald just leaves it at, we've just got to keep investigating it. Or is this where he finds out no, where it is? This is where uh, Larry Larry's butt bumps the console. Right, his butt bumps the console, which causes it to like zoom underground, and they realize that all the rumor weeds are connected, and it's one hive mind creature. I hate this weed. <laughs> what I want to know is like how that their satellites are strong enough to look under the ground. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird moment of like, oh well, we were only looking at the top of the ground, but you looked under the ground. Yeah, yeah, they're just bombarding this entire city with. X-rays to see under the earth. Uh, which, uh, maybe that's safe for vegetables. I don't know. I don't know much about X-rays. I don't know yeah. much about <laughs> vegetable biology. Yeah. Uh, let alone cartoon vegetable biology. Um, 
But yeah, they're all connected, and there's one big mass underground that they have to go destroy. And there's a weirdly, like... This scene is, like, zooming in on Larry's eyes, and he's, like, terrified as Archibald is just like, You've got to go destroy the roots! And it's a weird energy to the whole thing. <laughs> you must go to the root! Yeah. Is it like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, they they load up Larry into his Larry Mobile, which takes off he- into the air. He is very worried. He's so worried this entire time. Uh, he's very confused because he's like, hey, I thought we were going underground. Why am I flying? And Archibald's just like, oh, don't worry. You won't for long. And just turns the wings off and has him crash into the ground. But, like, open up a drill thing in the front of the plane right before they hit so he can just burrow into the earth. It, like, really stood out to me just how much of an asshole that he was being here by, by, like, by yeah. like, being so vague with Larry about it. Right, he could have gone over this plan in advance. And then, like, Larry's, like, barreling towards earth, and then he puts, like, a camera on the screen that shows the ground as he's about to hit it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Real asshole. Uh... But, uh... I, I, maybe it says something about me that the entire time I was like, oh, Larry's, like, overreacting. Like, oh, he, of course he wouldn't <laughs> actually kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of thought all this was setting up for, like, Larry to fall victim to the rumor we and be like, oh, was Alfred trying to hurt me before? He Maybe he is a dangerous robot, but no, that's not where it goes. I mean, honestly, that would have been a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, the Wii's just gonna beat the shit out of him for the rest of the episode. Uh, I do like the cute joke here where Alfred just goes, Larry, you're boring. He's like, well, I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm not the most clever person in the world. No, you're boring through the earth. I also do like the joke that when their radio contact is cut off, he's like, oh, no, he won't know what to do anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He can't think for himself. No, not at all. Like, Larry has some attachment problems. Codependency. (laughs) Yeah. Or I are more like the idea that like uh, Archibald has like been stealth real stealing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, Archibald kind of is the hero between the two. He, Larry's just the one who goes yeah. out and does the stuff. Uh, real steal a movie that takes place this year. Oh, does it? Yeah, I remember that movie being all right. It's pretty good. It- uh, the local video store that I live near. Uh, played on New Year's Day only movies that take place in 2020. That's pretty good. What what else was on that list? Like a lot of bad 80s sci-fi. That makes sense. Uh, And also Reign of Dragons. I don't know if I know Reign of Dragons. Or something like... It's it's like a made-for-TV or like direct-to-DVD like dragon movie. What was the one with, I think, Christian Bale that had dragons? Reign of Fire? That may be it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Anyhow, Larry gets down into the sewers, and uh, he's got a flamethrower, so that's good. Uh, because there's just a giant, you know, Seymour, not Seymour, uh, Audrey 2 down here. Uh, just, have you heard about the the robot? Well, uh, at first, like, he's you see, like, a little small one. And he's like, oh, this would be nothing. What am I worried about? Right. And then the big one appears and just beats the shit out of him. And he gets, like, thrown back and 
right next to where the little one is, and it's like, hey, have you heard about Alfred? And he's like, yeah. no, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, he, he takes the flamethrower out, but uh, hits the button that just ejects all the fuel instead of lighting it up. Yeah, that, that, that would have worked <laughs> if he wasn't a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, Al- Alfred didn't leave him in the lurch, other than the part where he needed... He refused to explain the buttons beforehand, which might have come in handy. I also loved Alfred, like, rolling out of the Larry Cave on his little moped. Yeah, yeah. Because he's racing out to try and meet up with Larry to help him out in person. And this is kind of where Alfred finally starts uh, receiving the negative end of all these rumors that are being spread. Because everyone in town is terrified of him and won't help him save Larry, boy. Everyone in this town is robo-racist. Yeah, yeah. Yep, xenophobia. It uh, it it turns into like. I think you mean beepopophobia. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. It turns into like he's in the middle of town and everyone's like recoiling away from him, like he's Frankenstein's monster. It's like uh, I'm not a robot. I'm not. And he like comes in with his helmet, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes, your big shiny like metal robot head." Yeah. And they're like, no, he's like, no, that's my helmet to, to protect my brain. Your robot brain. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This especially highlights to me, like, how stupid all of these adults are. They really are. Like, they all know this man. Uh, and yeah, we get a lot of different vegetables in the crowd. We get a big old pumpkin man. I like him. So <laughs> that pumpkin man freaked me out. It's just so, a huge pumpkin with a tiny little face. So I actually believe that they put him in that crowd so that they wouldn't have to animate like as many things. That makes sense. You're probably right. <laughs> like I also like realized that I don't think like almost any of these like unique vegetables ever appear again after God. this. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some mushrooms in the crowd. Yeah, there's that onions mushroom. back. A pumpkin, and there's, like, some peppers. Oh, yeah, there's some, like, bell peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is what the giant pumpkin looks like. Uh, this is gonna be just for the people on the call. Okay. Which is the best type of... Alright, I'm waiting like a pumpkin, for this. Just, pumpkin, small face. Oh, no. <laughs> You've showed me a jack-o'-lantern with just the tiniest little happy <laughs> face on it. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, the rumor weed bursts out of the ground and grabs Alfred, and uh, everyone is terrified. But I don't know what emotions they're feeling at this point. Like, are they happy that the weed is killing Alfred for them? I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it seemed like there was some, like, cognitive dissonance, kind of. Yeah. And, like, the weeds are just, like, growing over all the buildings. Like, it's... Do you get it? Like, the rumor spread like a... Like mm-hmm. a... Like ivy. One of my favorite things was noticing that, like, shortly after that, it like, in the background during one of the scenes, there's, like, this car, and there's, like, one of, like, the weed tentacles wrapped around it and, like, playing with one of the tires. <laughs> just, like, just, like, spinning it over and over. Yeah, that's good. I thought that was, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. Good little, and a also- lot of good little touches. But also, this is the, like, uh, the visuals of this are the exact same as the ending to... Of the, uh, the Last Larry Boy one? Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's about the same. And, and they defeat the, the villain again just by the, going through the same thing. More or less. 
with more or less the same characters. Yeah, because uh, uh, Junior's dad shows up. It's like, hey, everybody. He, he, what's, whoa, wow, this is weird. What's going on? <laughs> hey, I was out of town on a business trip. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Uh, and Junior's like, oh, Alfred's a robot. And his dad's like, what? No, he's not. What's wrong with you? Uh, and then he stares directly into the camera and says that God wants us to say nice things about people, not bad things. And then, like, everyone's like, wait a minute. I remember now. Alfred, Alfred's my friend. He's done nice things for me before. How did I forget? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and they all start, like, crying and sharing all their favorite memories of Alfred. And flowers bloom all over the rumor weed. Its head explodes into a flower, which is a weirdly gruesome death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, Alfred is freed. Larry gets like ejected somewhere, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Alfred, I heard from someone you were a robot. Isn't that crazy?" And then everyone just laughs at him, and no one corrects him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The entire rest of the... Every time we see Larry Boy from now on, he thinks his best friend's a robot. And he's cool with that, but he thinks it. And then it zooms out, and it's like that ending shot from Sonic Adventure, where that it's like, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> and the city's just completely destroyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you want to go back to SpongeBob, when they saved the town from... Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, instead of going back to the kitchen counter, because we were never at the kitchen counter this time... Uh, Larry Boy and Alfred give the, the Bible verse this time. No song. It's, it's so weird to go like, hey, does, hey, Alfred, does the Bible have anything to say about this? Yeah. And, uh, it is, yeah, because it's, like, this one is not very Bible-y. Like, God is yeah. not mentioned until, like, the last two minutes of it. It's, it's always so weird on these, like, very un-Bible stories. Yeah. Or, like, stories that even, like, don't mention, like, God a lot. Right. Because, like, Madame Blueberry isn't necessarily religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it mentions God, like, pretty early on in it. But it always just, like, takes me by surprise despite knowing what I'm watching. Right. Uh, yeah, the Bible verse this time is Proverbs twelve eighteen. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. I can't really fault them for, like, taking it out of context or anything this time, because it's, you know, a proverb. Yeah. That's, that's kind of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of proverbs in proverbs, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of a list of them. I'm just looking really? at some of the other ones around in, in Proverbs 12. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. That's not I feel like th- a very good proverb, I feel like. No, but I feel like these are the things that you get when you're, like, loading up time.is. <laughs> no one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. That's the, I mean, roots, like, that one could have, they could have used that one, I think. Yeah. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. Wow, okay. No. <laughs> what, if, what if they just pulled up that one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the my plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. <sighs> Alright. Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of the episode. There's not a lot to this one. Yeah. Kind of just a straightforward little story. Yeah, um, like... 
I, I rewatched it and then I was like, there's a lot less here than I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's something we talked about with uh, Brooks on the last Larry Boy episode. Like, these felt like mini-movies right. when we were, I was a kid. And now they're just like, oh yeah, there's not actually that much going on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like, just like kids' brains kind of like, like... And their and their imagination kind of like expanding on on what was actually there, right? Definitely. I think also me watching a lot of Batman the animated series may have gotten like mixed in with this. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. same. Because <laughs> that that has a very like cinematic feel. Definitely, <laughs> it does. And, and this was like very clearly ripping on Batman as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like not the animated series. It's just also borrowing from Batman '89, like the animated series was. I feel like maybe the animated series did a little bit of a better job hitting that style. No. <laughs> what? Just by like a hair. What if the next villain is just a recreation of the Dated DeVito Penguin? Oh my god. <laughs> He bites off one of Larry Boy's plunger ears. Yeah. <laughs> Larry's I mean, they like, have the oh. penguins already. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. It would a hundred percent be Mister Nebuchadnezzar as the. Yep. 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 <laughs> and there would be all the uncomfortable stuff that goes with that. Phil Fisher, hire us. Ignore all the like rude things we've said about you. And we'll continue to say about you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't said a single rude thing about him. That's true, you haven't. <laughs> uh, do we have questions, Ashley? We do, actually. Yeah, you put out question posts on your Twitter at Yuri underscore librarian. Yeah. And people can follow you there if they want to ask us questions. Uh, yeah, from at Tabletop Camera, heard any juicy gossip lately? Huh. Trying to think. <sighs> like, none that I could actually share here, like... Right, yeah, or none that hasn't just been washed away in the deluge of social media, like all gossip these days. Yeah, like, or that you just wouldn't care about, like... Yeah, I've heard some stuff about, like, people I work with, but, like, right. that's not interesting to any of you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh I've heard... That they're they're patching cats. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that WWE 2K20 is bad. <laughs> it seems like they improved it a lot. I wanted to like erase cats from my memory. Oh, I'll never let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's new favorite movie. <laughs> Listen, who I who didn't fall in love with Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat? <laughs> <laughs> you show me someone who didn't uh, immediately fall for that dapper tap dancing shirtless cat man, and I'll show you a liar. Luke, do you want to be the Jellicle? I don't. Well, they're all Jellicle, Ashley. Okay. It's just which one gets to uh, ascend to the heavy side layer to be reborn in another life. I did hear something that it's not necessarily a rumor, but it's, I guess, kind of cool and maybe religious related. All right, yeah, hit us. Yeah. Evangelion 4.0 has a release date. Oh, really? Yeah. For all those Evangelion listeners that are still here. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to just drop that episode in the middle of some Veggie Tale stuff this summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get ready for that. Yeah, 
I guess I saw a rumor floating around there might be a Nintendo Direct this week. That's not that oh interesting. Oh my god. And I think it will have long passed by the time this comes out because we're a little backed up. I heard there's a, there's a rumor that there's going to be more Knives Out movies. Alright, that sounds cool. People liked that first one. Well, I mean, mainly starring Benoit LeBlanc. Okay. The southern oh, okay. uh, Daniel Craig character. I did see Ryan Johnson talking to someone. Someone made a joke that, like, they want a bunch of sequels, and each time Daniel Craig just has a different accent. And Ryan Johnson saying, I kind of thought about that, actually. <laughs> Plus Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Ryan Johnson seems like an alright fella. <laughs> Maybe we can get him humor. on our VeggieTales podcast, Ashley? I'll, I'll message him. Alright, great. <laughs> Oh, I have one last rumor. I do have a rumor that um, a host of this podcast, uh, username Yuri Librarian, did accidentally send porn to a wrestler. Great. Good job. I don't, I don't think I've heard that one. <laughs> Listen, their name was very close to another person's name. Rumor has it. <laughs> I see. I Congratulations, guess it's not the host of the podcast. I mean, did they respond? <laughs> No, I just immediately went, I'm sorry, this is the wrong place, sir. <laughs> oh, sir, okay, I'm just saying, it was a lady wrestler, like, you know, who knows? No, lady wrestlers have their DMs closed for good reasons. That's a fair point. <laughs> I hadn't considered that one. What other questions we got? Uh, a lot of people saying that weed is good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. A lot, a lot of weed jokes uh, I'm seeing. Sirius Tiberius says that rumor, rumor has it. How do you like that Adele song? Oh, boy, you're really just uh, really exposing my lack of uh, pop culture knowledge, huh? All right. I, All right, I'm just going to yeah, let this one I've, I've, I've got nothing for you. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh the only music Ad- I listened to in 2019 was the Sayonara Wild Hats art soundtrack. Wait, the Sayonara Hats? Sayonara Wild Hats. All uh, I'm doing Ad- in- oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Oh, I was going to say that all I'm doing in 2020 is looping I'm the Scatman. Great. Scatman's world. Yeah. I mean, truly, I want 2020 to be a Scatman's world. <laughs> Tell me about the color of your soul. Uh, from at Chum Parsable, which one of us is most likely to be a robot? I'm guessing among the podcast. Probably. It seems like a pretty broad question otherwise. Yeah, or just between, like, us and Sean? I think that you have... Oh. Uh, maybe some robotic qualities? Oh, I see. Now, now what makes you say that? What qualities do I have that you consider robotic? That. (laughs) (laughs) Well then. Let's move on. Uh. From at that fire princess, I know they're good. They're good Christian vegetables, but which members of the vegetables get high to get through the show? Larry, Bob, definitely Larry. Definitely Larry. Someone said that, uh, reply to this, uh, Ring uh, Wraith 10 said that someone needs to introduce Bob to pot, it would change his life. I feel like Bob would be the person who gets more anxious with pot. You know, yeah, I said Bob as a secondary, but yeah, um, Bob probably is more of a cocaine guy. 
Okay, let's do this. That's why he's so keyed up all the time. <laughs> yes. I think about that VeggieTales pitch video we watched. He is extremely on one of that. Yeah, he is clearly on coke during that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Chum Purple also says that Paw Grape uh, for his arthritis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he swears it's for his arthritis. <laughs> is Larry the only one that you think would eat glue? Hmm. I mean, I feel like the gourds canonically eat anything. Yes. <laughs> In fact, eating glue may be the only way to stop them from eating. <laughs> It'll glue their mouth shut. Yeah. Little uh, arts and craft project over there. Just some some gourds and some glue. Great. Uh. In an attempt to avoid getting, uh, like, accidentally too real and asking this, what would be the funniest and most outlandish... What's the funniest and most outlandish rumor you've heard people believe? Huh. I mean, I think a lot of, like, E3 leaks of, like, systems or... Yeah, I mean, video game rumor stuff is always like that. I'm trying to think other stuff. Um... There's a lot of dumb wrestling rumors, but, like... Yeah. It's... Like, I don't think they are interesting enough to bring up here. I mean, yeah, again, they, you know, threw out the disclaimer without getting too real. Like, there's a lot of, like, political ones, but I can't think of a funny one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just depressing ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rumor that global warming is fake. Yeah. <sighs> let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's not uh, do that. Last... <laughs> Last question from at Function Avenue One. Good username. <laughs> is Illinois State living? Uh, is Illinois State worth living in now that weed is apparently going to be legal? Uh, I think like Cal- like not California. Uh, Chicago is a really cool city. I really love Chicago. Yeah, you lived in Chicago for a while, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it seems like a perfectly nice place to live. Yeah, I know, like, the rest of Illinois can be a little, like, mm. uh-huh. you know, it's, it's not as city as the metropolis of Chicago, but sure. it's, still, it's still pretty good. Yeah. And now you can do weed, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can mostly still do weed, it's just... <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> and they're still gonna jail people on the street for it, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's bad. Anyway, and everything's bad. Uh, Luke, did we get any emails? We did get some emails at uh, our email address, veggietakes at gmail.com. If you have uh, comments, corrections, messages that can't really fit into a tweet or that uh, aren't about a specific episode, uh, request a guest. Maybe I'll say yes. Who knows? This went well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Send them into veggietakes at gmail.com. Uh, this first one says... Uh, Hi, Ashley and Luke. Thanks for making such a great podcast. VeggieTales has been a big thing in my family for most of my life because I was a fan as a kid and then became a lifelong special interest to my younger sister. I'm sending you a Christmas email, well, (laughs) because my sister still gets all the new videos, and today she got the new Christmas special. Here's the cover. Uh, And, yeah, she has included a picture of the the new VeggieTales special, which I will drop in the Skype chat here. I was not even aware that they're still doing like the specials. Yeah, they're they're reviving the show on the Trinity Broadcast Network this year, and they put out like this Christmas special as the first part of the revival. Huh. 
that is the first uh, animated version of Baby Jesus. Yeah, well, that's that is uh, where this is going. Okay, okay. There's lots to talk about here, but obviously I want to point out the baby in the manger. That's right. There's a P clearly representing Jesus. The rule of Phil's mom has been broken. While this probably just has to do with somebody else owning VeggieTales now, this has large in-universe implications. By this point in the canon, have all the veggies strayed from God and are now displaying sacrilegious imagery? I'm excited to see you get to some of the newer videos, which I'm semi-familiar with and can confirm get pretty weird to uncover this mystery. Side note, my family owns the manger place that you mentioned in one episode, and I can confirm Jesus is a little carrot there. My dad immediately pointed out that this cover contradicted that playset. Then again, I always assumed that playset was the veggies putting on a play, and I'm not sure if this video will just be a play or an actual representation of the birth of Jesus. The description of this one implies it's both? <laughs> Keep up the great work. I really do look forward to that last you gotta sentence. Love, hold on a yeah, second. You gotta love VeggieTales. <laughs> gotta love VeggieTales. Yeah, what I saw, I watched the trailer for this thing, and it did look like they were doing like a Christmas pageant, which is what I assumed. But on this cover, this baby pee Jesus is glowing with holy light, so who can say? Uh, baby Jesus. I was about to say that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good. I do like that uh, the giant pickle is dressed as a Christmas tree. That's cute. That's good. He's got like a little like hula skirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's all good information. I think we got some, some good content to cover when we get through the mm-hmm, initial mm-hmm. run. Uh, then we have a, a two-part email. This one is fairly long, so bear with me here, but I, I feel like it's, it's important to cover. Yeah. Hey there. I'm a huge VeggieTales fan and just came across your podcast on accident, and it's really interesting to hear an outsider's take on the series and really excited to see what you think of these upcoming episodes. When they started to get a bit more of a budget for this show's standards, with more improved CGI, mainly starting with King George and the Ducky, which is going to be an interesting episode to discuss in more ways than one. Anyways, I just wanted to address the whole racism aspect of VeggieTales that many people have complained about with characters like Nezer and Lunt. Though I do think the voices aren't that bad, especially compared to the really racist cartoons of the 30s and 40s, I can definitely see some people viewing them as hurtful. Though I should say that being offensive was never a goal of the show, anyone who saw Are You My Neighbor can easily guess that, and Phil has gone in-depth about his issue on a clip from his podcast here. Uh, they have included that clip, uh, which in... Uh, so, there are a lot of clips included in this email, and I did not notice that until it was too late for me to listen to all of them in preparation for this, so I am sorry. I have listened to one of them, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, that was all I had time for, though, unfortunately. Uh, I will also say that Lunt's voice becomes much more of its own thing as the show goes on and becomes less of the weasels from who framed Roger Rabbit impression Phil was originally going for. As for Nezer, as stated by Phil, it was never meant to be an impression of African Americans in general, but more of a neat voice he liked and decided to give one of the characters. Plus, Phil is no longer voicing Nezer in the new VeggieTales show that is currently airing that he's working on. Also, I highly doubt any anti-Semitism or transphobia were meant at all, and simply just what happens when people look too deeply into the nonsensical talking vegetable show meant to teach Christian kids through references of Monty Python. Sorry that the submission was a little lengthy, just thought I would give my thoughts. Loving this podcast so far, and can't wait for more discussions about Larry the Cucumber going through severe depression. Uh, so there's a part two to this, but I feel like that, that there's enough in there for us to talk about before I move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that I do not think any anti-Semitism or transphobia were meant. Yes. 
I, I think we that's what we have always kind of said. Yeah. I think that it is more an issue of the people that made VeggieTales, and we usually boil that down to just Phil Vischer, which isn't fair for a number of reasons, uh, good and bad. Um, but I think that it's very easy to have uninterrogated uh, biases that can emerge when you create stuff. And, like, with Mr. Nezzer's design and all of that, it's something where I definitely do not think Big Idea sat down with the intent to make an anti-Semitic caricature uh, to be their villain. I do think they unconsciously tapped into some anti-Semitic tropes when designing him. And, you know, we had Maxi on as a Jewish guest to talk about that stuff in that episode. Uh, and that is definitely something I'm going to defer to a Jewish person on. Uh, which is not to say, you know, obviously, that's one Jewish person and people have different opinions about things. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that that's not the case either. But, yeah. I, I think there's something to the fact that they needed a character that was the mean uh, rich guy. And they settled on a dude with a big nose and, like, a white you know, balding haircut. I don't know. And, and specifically, like, especially with, like, all the stuff I've kind of pointed to as vaguely transphobic. Yeah. It is more that these are just tropes that have existed in comedy, a lot of it in Monty Python, as right. uh, the asker uh, talked about. Uh, that when... Seen in a modern light and investigated, like, just a little bit, it reveals some elements of uh, transphobia that I don't think, like I said, was ever intended, but can come across. And it is true that we are looking way too deep on this kid show that was, you know, it's meant for little babies. Absolutely. But also I think that... These tropes being in kid shows is how this continues. It kind of like perpetuates the cycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because then people grow up and make references to the kids, sh- the stuff they grew up with as kids, because that's just how that works. Right. And it kind of perpetuates all of these. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to part two of this email here. Uh, sorry about extending the length of this already pretty lengthy email, but I have some further corrections that I would like to point out. Phil Vesher isn't a shit like you thought him to be in a previous episode. He's very open to other ways of living and even interviewed an atheist podcast and even guest starred on their show and was very respectable. He's also perfectly a-okay with people who are a part of the LGBT plus community and respects them. Recently, there was a bunch of clickbait articles claiming that he was homophobic because of some out-of-context claims, but he explained that he isn't on another episode of his podcast where he addresses the articles. I'm sorry if I'm coming across as rude in any way, just trying to fact-check on a few of the claims of Phil Vischer and VeggieTales you've thrown his way and have little to no proof aside from looking too deeply into facts about him. I recommend you check out his autobiography that goes in-depth about his life and making of the show. Uh, I even included a free copy of it in this email for you guys to check out. Uh, again, sorry if I seem like I'm being rude in any way, because this is not my intention. I just wanted to correct a few things, since, well, that's the point of this part of the show. In all honesty, keep up the good work. Uh, so first of all, I will say, I don't think you're being rude. Uh, this, this, it was very, this is a very polite email. Uh, so, yeah, you included several links here. Uh, one to the podcast you mentioned of Phil Vischer interviewing atheists. 
uh, one of atheists interviewing Phil, and like you said, a whole PDF of Phil Vischer's autobiography, Me, Myself, and Bob, uh, which, irrespective of everything else, I do just legitimately think is a funny title and a funny cover. Probably funny in the ways it's supposed to be. Yes. Kind of silly, uh, kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, and you include... Included- like, Go ahead. I think that we have always been very, like, real, like, like hey, we think this show's pretty funny at times. <laughs> Absolutely. There is there is some solid humor here. Uh, you also included a link uh, for Phil talking about uh, LGBT issues, uh, kind of what you alluded to in the email. This is a 35-minute clip from his podcast. Uh, so this is the one I listened to. Um, I kind of went to that one immediately because I've listened to stuff he said about LGBT stuff for this show before, and, you know... If he'd said things that contradicted my view of him, I wanted to hear that. And I, I would love to hear, uh, you know, that he's either rethought some things or stated some things more clearly. I will say I don't think that this clip uh, represents that. Let me open it up just to get the name of it. Uh, this is titled, Phil Vischer Clarifies the Christian Post Article Controversy. Uh, you can find this on YouTube. It's like 35 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it uh, just so we can discuss it, uh, which I, I apologize for that. I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth when I do this, especially because that's a lot of what he's talking about in this this clip. He's saying that uh, he was doing sort of an interview circuit for the new VeggieTales revival and sort of near the end of one interview uh, for a conservative Christian outlet – uh, they asked him what he thought about LGBT uh, representation in kids shows. And uh, he brought up the recent episode of Arthur, where his teacher gets married to another man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess they had discussed it on Phil Vischer's podcast before, and he was kind of reiterating some of the points they made, which was that... Um, his complaint was that none of the kids had any questions about why their teacher was marrying a man. They just accepted it at face value. And his argument was, well, no, listen, 90% of the uh, marriages they see are between a man and a woman. Even if you take any kind of bigotry out of it, like, they're going to have questions about that. And, you know, a better show would unpack that more. That's kind of where he starts with this, and apparently, you know, some of what he said gets taken out of context there. He talks about, you know, maybe one day he's not planning to uh, cover any issues about gender or sexuality on VeggieTales, Um, but, you know, maybe one day it'll become such an important issue that he'll have to. And I guess that got taken out of context to, oh, the VeggieTales guy says that, you know, Christian kid shows have to talk about gay people or whatever, and kind of turned into a big... uh, fight among a certain subsection of the internet. Um, the big issue I have with this video clip is you're right that he never says anything directly negative about queer people. He never says like that. He never expresses out and out, you know, bigotry or hatred or anything like that. But there's a lot of little things all throughout this, and I've I've talked about this with him this whole time, is that he never espouses directly reprehensible viewpoints, but he will talk in very big circles around them. He'll kind of gesture towards viewpoints that I find pretty disdainful, 
uh, but in a way that kind of gives him plausible deniability. He's using very measured language in this clip. He's clearly being very careful with what he's trying to say because he doesn't want to get taken out of context or have words put in his mouth or whatever. But he's talking about how, you know, in the past 10 years or so, uh, the discussion about sexuality has shifted from a moral debate into a civil rights issue which makes it very difficult for conservative Christians because all of a sudden they can't hold the opinions they have without being tarred as a bigot. And like, yeah, they can't. You're right. Like, yeah, I don't consider that a bad thing or a problem. Um, you know, they, they kind of drew some comparisons to, uh, the sort of black civil rights movement in the sixties and how there were, right-wing, white, religious conservatives back then who thought that it was a religious issue to maintain segregation uh, and that a lot of gay activists today kind of draw that parallel. And he's just like, yeah, but that doesn't count because they were wrong to use the Bible in that way. You know, the Bible doesn't support that, but there is biblical support for this. And obviously people can have different opinions, but, you know, and all this stuff. And there's just, there's lots of little things... That and again, I am reading into his words, which is is you know what uh, you kind of were taking issue with uh, when he sent this email in. But it always feels like he's leaving the actual point he's making unsaid because he doesn't want to take responsibility for making that point. Uh, he talks about how he really doesn't think showing uh, gender or sexuality issues is appropriate for shows aimed at young children, which is one of those things where it's not out now bigotry towards gay people, but it is that implication that there is something inherently uh, adult, adult and... about people who are different than him. Yes. In- inherently like wrong about talking about it with, with like small people who can't think like they think that they should be able to process it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We are every single Disney movie that we show little, little babies is a romance. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not saying you need to talk about, you know, obviously there are levels to that with anything. You're not going to have a sex mm-hmm. scene for kids. Like, of course yeah. not. But or like, like even like a passionate making out. Like you just, just. Yeah. But like little kids media will have, you know, very uh, chaste, like a girl might kiss a boy on a cheek in a kid's cartoon or something. And it's not um, obscene to show people that are have different sexualities doing that kind of chaste behavior. Yes. And, and yeah. It's the thing where he was like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just I don't think it should be on television. Which, again, is like probably putting a lot of words into his mouth. Well, yeah, and th- that's actually, he doesn't say that. He says it shouldn't be on television aimed at young children. Uh, he says even for, like, yes. older kids, you know, where they can have a conversation about it, um, you know, he's more okay with that. But even then, like, like his big complaint with that Arthur episode, other than what I said, is that he feels like the intention there is to normalize gay relationships and to make it, like, the thing he says verbatim over and over is that PBS is telling kids that, hey, if your parents have a problem with what's in this episode, they're wrong. And it's not appropriate for PBS to get in between young children and their parents like that. 
uh, he he, ta- he brings up like conservative Muslims and says like, yeah, a lot of them wouldn't be happy with that kind of message. And again, that's that kind of disavowal of the actual opinion he's implying he has that makes me really uh, dislike him. Like, yes, at and least call, own up to what you're saying. Shit. Don't don't foist your opinions onto other people so that you don't have to take responsibility for them. I think Kevin was about to say something. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that I, I feel like him having good intentions does not erase his ignorance or the effects of his ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I've said it before, too. My guess is that based on the circles he travels in, Phil Fisher probably considers himself a fairly progressive dude. Compared to the people he spends time with, he probably is a fairly progressive dude. But in a broader societal context, he's not. And I think if you're used to the kind of bullshit detecting that a lot of people have gotten very attuned to, it's very easy to see through the little rhetorical tricks he uses to uh, disavow his more controversial opinions. I, I also feel like treating things like sexuality with, with such like radioactive gloves, kind of, that kind of perpetuates like the whole thing that makes people almost like demonize gay people. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Trump, and also, you go ahead. It also makes gay people hate themselves. Like, right when he talks about, like, oh, are the kids just supposed to accept that? Like, you know, because most of the relationships they see are gay. Like, some of those kids that are going to be watching that are gay, right? And like that is not, and I think that also like gets to a point that is just at the center of a lot of this, especially with the won't-you-think-of-the-children argument. Yeah. Which is... I... Which is that you become gay later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all kids are straight. Right. Because we can put that on them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's very easy to buy your little toddler a shirt that says "I'm a ladies' man." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I love boobs. All things I've seen. Right. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, we are we are not at all uncomfortable with ascribing sexuality to infants, uh, as long as it's heteronormative sexuality. Yes. Um. And like and again, I'm doing my absolute level best to to portray him fairly here um he talks about for instance like like something he goes to is saying that uh you know why can't we just live in like a pluralistic society like he compares it to divorce where he says like you know there are christians who think that divorce is immoral uh because jesus talks out against divorce in the bible um but we don't treat them like bigots because they think divorce is wrong. Why can't this issue be like that? And, like, the that seems profoundly ignorant of, like, history. Yes. And what, what it makes it even more confusing is he brings that up himself. He says, like, well, you know, given, you know, the history of things, like, we, the, the church has, like, lost trust with the LGBT community. They don't trust us to just privately uh hold our opinions to and keep them to ourselves because historically those opinions have informed a society that oppresses queer people 
Yes. And, like... People who are divorced, they won't lose a job over it. They won't be... Right. ...hurt in the street. Exactly. There may have been a time long, long ago when people were discriminated about against because of divorce. Yeah, like, yes, then that happened. A very, yes. a very long time ago, though. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, pr- that that was probably around during like, our grandparents' time. Yeah, I, yeah, th- there was definitely, like, different levels Th- Not of... to the level that, you know, gay people are oppressed today, even, but yes. there was definitely stigmas attached to being divorced. Yes. Or to, you know, engaging in, you know, romantic activities out of wedlock or whatever. Um, yes. Uh, Lots of things that... I guess Christianity still kind of, like, particularly looks down on. Yeah. Yeah, and... So much, like, especially, like, his thought of, well, like, I... What if I just, like, keep this opinion to myself? Right. I, I re- Which I, is, I, oh, I, I, honestly... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I really get that impression from a lot of things that Phil Fisher says. Yes. Like, he's not really I, telling you everything that he thinks and feels. Right. I, I feel that he is saying that because he is currently keeping that opinion to himself, or at least is trying to. And right. that is a reading of this that is taking the biggest negative. If And I don't think that if I saw Phil Fisher... Like, if some, for some reason we met, and he knew who I was, and I knew who he was. Right. I don't think that he would hate me. No, I don't think he would either. I think there's a I, chance I think, that after you walked away, he might, like, give his friend a look like, wow, get a load of that person. But other, yes. but that's about where as far as it would go, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think that... Phil Fisher is actively harmful. There are worse people in the world than Phil Fisher. Yes. Absolutely. But his bigotry, I think, is an extremely common one. Yeah. And that's kind of why we have taken pains to call it out as bigotry. Right. And that it is a lot of, I know if I said this out loud, it would just cause problems, so I'm just going to complain about people getting called out about for those problems. Yeah, and it's... I get that it's a tough thing, especially, you know, if you're not as immersed in, in some things. Like, we're in a state in our culture where there's a lot of people that have gotten very good at talking out of the side of their mouth and mm-hmm. speaking in dog whistles in a way that if you're not familiar with the dog whistles, people calling them out look like they're uh, not alarmist, but like they're they're overly aggressive and like what he they didn't even say anything all that bad. Why are you freaking out about this? Or like when a bunch of like cops throw up the OK sign, right? Yeah, and if pe- when people go like, oh, that's kind of become this weird like ironic Nazi thing, right? And people are like, what? No, that's just an okay sign. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, having to actually explain why the fuck it, like, what the fuck happened. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, J.K. Rowling got in a lot of trouble lately because she talked about how sex is real. 
which on its face is a completely non-controversial statement that nobody would really disagree with unless you understand what those three words are being used as a stand-in for. Yes. It's it's all very complicated and very messy. And again, I, I'm not really accusing Phil Vischer of being, you know, he's not showing up to pr- like picket a gay wedding or anything like that. Yeah, I he is not that. the Westboro Baptist Church. He has not. No, absolutely be- not. And like, to an extent, like, yeah, if you have opinions like, ah, I don't agree with that. If you shut the fuck up and keep that to yourself, to an extent, yeah, that's fine. Until and unless, are, are you going to keep keeping them to yourselves when you go to a voting booth? Because that's what I'm scared about. I don't know that you will. Yeah. And when you're making a television show... Right. It... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, sorry, makes it something that we have to discuss. Well, and it's like you said, there are there were queer kids that watched that episode of Arthur. There have been queer kids who have watched Veggie Tales for decades, mm-hmm. and like it's it's one of those things where people like Phil Vischer treat being queer in the same category of like being you know a a war amputee or something, right? Like, oh, it's just a it's a category of different kind of person, and we can. Bring them up and talk about them, but there's they're they're a different person, and we can love them, but they're different than us. Yes, and it's important that we not forget that they're different than us. Like he's very he, he gets really stuck in his craw that PBS is trying to normalize uh, a gay relationship on that episode of Arthur. Like they keep talking about the normalization of it, and he keeps like you can hear the frustration in his voice that they're doing that, and that mm-hmm. there's and that people think there's something wrong with him for disagreeing with that. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I, again, uh, email sender, uh, you were totally polite. I, I absolutely am totally Mm -hmm. okay with you. Kind of, you know, challenging us. Um, if the goal of sharing this video clip was to convince me that Phil Vischer is not, uh, a little bit of a bigot, I, this video didn't convince me. It just kind of confirmed everything I already thought about him. <sighs> okay, yes. <laughs> I will say that I do recall actually listening to one of those podcasts that he did with atheists. And yeah. I also don't really think that it 100% convinced me either that he's a good person. <laughs> or, 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 at least, yeah. or at least like a great person like this person is trying to kind of argue that they think he's not like awful yeah, yeah uh I, I will try to find the time to listen to the rest of this stuff i am i will be totally honest i appreciate the uh the free copy of his autobiography i probably will not make the time to read it uh but i i will see what i can do about listening to the other video clips you sent and seeing if if we can't dig into those a little bit more um, obviously, you know, he's got a lot of podcast episodes, and uh, I could be listening to all of them to get a very comprehensive view on his uh, opinions and ideas, but I feel like I've gotten a pretty good sampling of them, and I don't care for what I've found so far, and I'm not very motivated to keep looking. Um, if you do have uh, clips that kind of contradict what I'm saying about him, 
by all means, I'd love to hear them. And, and that goes for me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to yeah, <laughs> exclude you. That I'm just the one who usually checks the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that about does it for us this time. Yes. We, <sighs> we've talked a lot. We have. Uh, Kevin, is there anything you'd like to plug? Twitter handle or projects or whatever? Um, I don't really have any pro- like projects to plug at the moment. Okay. But uh, I do have Twitter. I am at Delectabit. D-E-L-E-C-T-A-B-I-T And I am also that on Tumblr as well I just kind of post about uh, Games, anime Whatever's going on in my life Sometimes VeggieTales Just any, right. just anything really Yeah, great What about you, Ashley? Uh, you can find me at Yuri Librarian With an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr uh, And you can find podcasts I do at uh, AudioNTP.com a podcast such as um, it's it's a podcast after all, which is about theme parks. Uh, whatever we call the new Tilly Spies, which uh, it's Reprise Kids. I've already announced it's, it. Okay, yes, so it's I've Reprise it Kids. Into being. Yes, which Wonderful. will be all about Spy Kids. Yes, we're so bad. No, I hate us. <laughs> and. Uh, you can also find other stuff I do at HyenaCackle.com. I just put up my uh, 2019 Game of the Year's list, uh, which was a lot. It was very hard to do. I love all of those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good year for videos games. Yeah, videos and their games. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Luke, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com. Uh, we've talked about Reprise Kids. That's coming back soon. Uh, Teenagers with Attitude, which is about Power Rangers. And uh, Let's Place, which is a show where we rank every video game ever made. We are currently in the thick of ranking, uh, doing the best games of each decade. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this is coming out because our schedules are kind of wobbly right now. That might be done by this point. What also mm-hmm. might be done by this point is uh, our live show that we're doing at PAX South uh, on Friday, January 19th? 17th. January 17th, 2.30, PAX South. Pretty sure tickets are still on sale. Buy a ticket and hang out with us and then go home. Uh, that'll be a fun time. Um, I also wrote a Game of the Year list. You can find it if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, I It's good. I wrote a lot of words. <laughs> yes. I think I think that's it. I, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, until the next time we podcast, remember that God made you special and he loves you very much. And so, and so do, do we. we.